Richard Nixon. Well, I'm not a crook. Ronald Reagan. Tear down this wall. George W. Bush. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And Donald Trump. And a friend of mine for a long time, he uh, only likes politics. If you ask him about how are the Yankees doing, he has no interest. If you ask him almost anything, he likes politics and he's a professional at the highest level Roger Stone. All of these presidents relied on one man to secure their seat in the Oval Office. That man is Roger Stone. This is The Roger Stone Show on 77 WABC. This is Roger Stone on WABC Radio, and this is The Roger Stone Show. WABC Radio, making AM radio great again. Joining me today is Jack Posobiec, one of the most influential voices online, currently advocating for America First principles, using his massive social media following, including over 2 million followers on X, formerly known as Twitter. He literally reaches billions of people with his pro-America. He also serves as the senior editor of Human Events, which has been in the vanguard of conservative thought for decades. When I worked for Governor, then President Ronald Reagan, he always said it was his favorite publication. A Turning Point USA contributor uh, and U.S. Naval Intelligence veteran, Jack Posobiec has been a bedrock figure in the new conservative movement to take over and keep control of the Republican Party ditching the neocon status of Karl Rove and Paul Ryan and fighting for the America First message of President Donald J. Trump. Jack Posobiec, welcome to The Roger Stone Show. Roger, I'm honored to be here. So uh, you are a shrewd observer of American politics, uh, perhaps among the shrewdest. Uh, where do you see the 2024 presidential contest today and then let me ask you to break it down. First, kind of give me your assessment of the Republican contest. Then give me your assessment of the Democratic contest. And then let's talk about the general election. Well, Roger, I thank you for again for having me on. I view the Republican primary at this point, by and large, an academic uh, situation, an academic debate, if you will, um, we are going through the motions, and yet poll after poll after poll shows that the former president, Donald John Trump, is in a commanding lead and, quite frankly, at this point seems to be an insurmountable lead in the Republican primary. I believe this is due to the actions of not only people taking a look at his record, but also the collapse of campaigns that we have seen launched against him, including a well-funded campaign by Governor DeSantis of Florida, now in his second term, as well as the actions of the deep state, the administrative state, the police state, whether in Georgia, whether in Manhattan, or whether in Washington, D.C., from Jack Smith. These indictments of Trump, including this mugshot out of Fulton County, have created a massive backlash against them from the American people. We're seeing this now reflected in a dominant lead by Trump in these early primaries. Now, again, we're still several months out from the Iowa caucus, but actually not that far out when you really think about it. Through September, the Iowa caucus will be in January. Um, 
these polls are indicative of why Trump has decided to not participate to this point heretofore in any of the debate contests for the Republican primary, uh, because as any political strategist or operative would tell you, that when you are in a situation like that, there's there's simply no upside to debate. Uh, we're also hearing now from Republican strategists who are anti-Trump, and sort of the anti-Trump establishment called Rove Wing, of which you recently spoke. Uh, they're they're scrambling around desperately to try to find some path forward, and uh, we're hearing talk of consolidating the field. We're hearing talk of there must be some way to uh, remove these other candidates and. Their new, their new shining star, their new Hail Mary, as it were, is actually to move funding and uh, their attention away from Governor DeSantis. And originally they were looking at Governor Glenn Youngkin of Virginia, who has shown himself to be uh, certainly astute when it comes to the politicking, understanding how to put coalitions together, though I, I do consider him more of an establishment Republican. And now they're looking at Nikki Haley. And so they are telling donors and the donor community, these sort of establishment mega donors are basically bandying about the exact same talking points that we were told from the DeSantis camp, that Nikki Haley is more electable. Nikki Haley had a shining moment at the debate. Nikki Haley can win America. And and all, all of a sudden, along the heels of that, we have a new poll commissioned by CNN. So uh, uh, very accurate uh, barometer on Republicans, the CNN SSRS poll, telling us that Nikki Haley would win in the landslide against Joe Biden, a, a six-point national victory, uh, which is just such an outlier and so completely ridiculous. You really have to question why it was that that poll suddenly came out right as she's getting that look. But, Roger, by and large, I do view the Republican primary as, as put to bed at this point. Um, simply put, President Trump has performed like an incumbent president would in this primary. Now, uh, people say that obviously he's not an incumbent, but because of the rise of social media, because of the 24-hour news cycle, uh, really is a 24-second news cycle almost now if you look at the online sphere, it, he's performing like an incumbent because he was robbed of that second term, which we would now be in uh, essentially the last the last stages of had he stayed in office and had uh, had the election been calculated properly in 2020. And so this is why I believe the Trump base has been uh, sticking to him and has now consolidated around Trump in the primary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? 
Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with everything you say. I mean, first of all, the Fox presidential debate was the first time in American history that a presidential candidate won a debate by not participating in it. Uh, it was, uh, I think, Hank Sheinkoff, the Democratic consultant who I have a lot of respect for, uh, was on with Dominic Carter here on WABC last week, said it was genius. I agree with that because Trump dominates the news cycle, whether he's a participant in the news cycle or whether he isn't. He's like the elephant uh, in the room. The campaign of Governor Ron DeSantis, which was once thought to be a juggernaut, turned out to be a dumpster fire. I mean, embarrassing leaked strategy memos online, extravagant but non-productive spending, uh, f- sliding in the polls, once looked like the, the leading contender, now in some places slipping behind Nikki Haley, other places slipping high, behind Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, I think that he's going to have serious money problems starting in October 1st, uh, and uh, mainly because he's relied on a small group of large donors uh, and bundlers who can really only give until they are legally maxed out, whereas President Trump relies on tens of thousands of small and medium-sized donors who can give again and again and again to sustain him. And with each indictment, you, you see a massive wave of resources into his coffers. $28 million raised just since the time he was charged uh, in Georgia. It is completely and totally counterintuitive. Uh, I felt when I went to the president's uh, announcement uh, to, that he was going to run, I was always committed to support him again. He saved my life. Uh, his politics are my politics. Uh, but many people were saying he was spent, that his only, his only motive was revenge. The, the lawfare attack on him has completely changed that. It has turbocharged his campaign beyond anything I've ever seen in 45 years of looking uh, at polling. Uh, and the idea that you could prop up Nikki Haley, who is really just George W. Bush in high heels, uh, a warmonger, uh, I, I don't see that as a viable move for the establishment. There is no question they're moving off of DeSantis. They are disappointed with his lack of campaign skills. They're disappointed with his with his inability to connect with people. They have spent millions and millions and millions of dollars. Uh, and as I've said before, I'm reminded of the story of the guy who owned a dog food company, uh, and he went broke because he couldn't get any buddy to order the dog food for sale in their stores. And when he went bankrupt, one of his friends asked him what went wrong. And he said, well, the dogs just didn't like that stuff. That really is the story of Ron DeSantis. Let's, uh, let's touch, Jack, on the Democratic contest, because the CNN poll that you made reference to, I think, is very, very significant. Uh, not only does it show Donald Trump leading Joe Biden 47-46 in a straight up match, but more importantly, two thirds of Democrats do not want Joe Biden to run again. Two thirds of Democrats essentially list his poor health and his age for the reason they don't want him to run again. 
But when you ask them, okay, if you don't want Biden, who do you want? They can't answer that question. Robert Kennedy was actually at 1%, which considering how I think successful his campaign has been at utilizing alternative media uh, is a little surprising. Uh, so Jack Posobiec, will Joe Biden be the nominee of the Democratic Party and for the 2024 cycle? Roger, I think that the party, so when you look at the Democrat Party, we have to look at the different power centers and power nodes within that party. Um, there's certainly something going on behind the scenes within the Democrat establishment, the Democrat hierarchy, as it were right now. And one of the, uh, one of the big questions is, is Biden's seat secure at the top? And I think the answer is no. And I think that even with CNN slipping on Biden, as we saw this week, we've now seen uh, one of the primary arms, the primary opinion-generating platforms on the left, and the mainstream left in this country, which is CNN, turning on the sitting president. Uh, this, is, this would be akin to uh, Fox News or, or uh, all the major conservative outlets turning on Trump while he sat as president. It never happened. They waited until election night in 2020, as we all know. Um, with with CNN doing this, the question then becomes, what happens? Is this seat open? I believe that the Democrat establishment wants uh, Biden to be in power. They want him to be that candidate because he is the candidate for which there is so much equity, actual equity, brand equity, not the, uh, the woke stuff, uh, built into him because of his years as sort of Barack Obama's sidekick, the, the bosom buddy of Barack Obama. Uh, he is, by and large, still remembered by Democrat voters as that man. And, and for low-information voters who, haven't, who don't pay attention to the news on a regular basis, uh, they generally have a favorable look on him. On, again, I'm speaking of the Democrats. However, what we've also noticed over the course of the past month is a coordinated, high-level uh, opposition file being dropped on Barack Obama. Letters from Barack Obama's past are now being published. People from Barack Obama's past, Larry Sinclair going on Tucker Carlson. Uh, letters being published from ex-girlfriends and uh, coming out in uh, liberal books by liberal authors. It feels like, Roger, that there is a message being sent from somewhere inside the Democrat establishment uh, as a warning to the Obamas. And I think that most likely this is a warning meant not for Barack, obviously, but actually as a way of trying to prevent Michelle Obama from entering the race or even acting like she might enter the race. Uh, we've also seen an uptick in the visibility of Kamala Harris. So Kamala Harris has been giving more interviews. She and her team, where there's no love lost between her and Biden, as I've recounted on my human events show, uh, all the way since the beginning, we, we've called it the shade war between the Kamala Harris camp, uh, Team K and Team B within the White House. And then, of course, there's also Gavin Newsom, who's, of course, chomping at the bit uh, like the erstwhile um, bench rider on a Little League team saying, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. I'm here. 
Uh, I'll go wherever you want me. And so he's certainly very, very much interested in taking over. And so I, I do think, Roger, that that being said, RFK Jr. Uh, presents a real problem for them in the same way that Bernie Sanders presented a problem for the establishment mainstream Democrats, because his policy positions on many issues actually align with the America First positions of Donald Trump. However, he comes to it with the imprimatur of the Kennedy name, uh, a name that is extremely popular within the United States. It is well known among the Democrat base. And when he speaks about issues regarding national security, war, the intelligence community, the rise of big pharma, industry, etc. These are all lines in which he's in agreement with Donald Trump, now certainly on social issues. Uh, there's disagreement, guns and, and abortion, etc. So this creates potentially a pipeline for those voters who might be in support of RFK, who we know is more than likely going to be knocked out of the primary, not by direct voting, but because the Democrat primary is run by a super delegate system of Democrat power brokers. They decide, <laughs> this in place after Jimmy Carter, they decide who the nominee will be. And so this creates a huge, um, a huge destabilization effect for the Democrat base, whereby, wherein if an America first candidate wins on the Republican side, and I, I assess that, that Trump will, will easily win the nomination, uh, this create this is how you get those swings in the Rust Belt um, that I don't think that any other of the candidates, which we mentioned on the Republican side, uh, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, would be able to play into because of their past policy positions and because of their financial donations. Uh, if you're just tuning in, folks, this is Roger Stone, and this is The Roger Stone Show at 77 WABC Radio. You can listen to us live streaming worldwide at WABCRadio.com. I'm interviewing Jack Posobiec, who is the senior editor of Human Events, one of the most influential conservative media outlets in the country for many, many decades. And we're breaking down the 2024 presidential race and more. Jack, I could not agree with you more. What we're seeing is a power struggle within the Democratic Party. Uh, I think Jill, Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, is very central in this because she has no intention of leaving. Uh, with these poll numbers, which I think are put out purposely at this point to underline the fact that the that uh, Barack Obama is seeking to slip the banana peel under Joe's feet, uh, and now what you have is pushback. I saw the Kamala Harris comments that no you don't essentially saying no you don't have to get rid of, rid of joe because i'm here i'm ready to step in at any time joe biden let's remember does not want to at any point give up his power to pardon himself his brother his son hunter and other members of the biden crime family uh so even if at, at the end of late november when the filing deadlines come uh, for the Democratic contests for the nomination, caucuses and primaries, he were to ultimately be pressured by the Obamas and others in the party establishment to not run again, he would still remain president as long as his health held up, and we pray for that. 
uh, until January of next year. But you're absolutely right. When the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, uh, the ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, and sooner or later MSNBC begin to point out the frailty uh, of Joe Biden, it means that Barack Obama has given the signal, in my opinion. And you're right, it will in the end come down to who has more influence, a sitting incumbent president, who I think is impaired, but at least the operators around him, uh, and Barack Obama, who many people think, at least from a policy point of view, has been the de facto president all of this time. Those who scoff at the idea of Michelle Obama, I think, are whistling through the graveyard. She would be a very, very formidable candidate. She's the, one of the most popular women in the country. If you look at any of the polling, she's viewed as non-political, so she's not viewed through a political lens. She's now published her second biography. Funny, her husband published two biographies before he ran for president. She was the keynote speaker at the last Democratic National Convention. Wow, her husband was the keynote speaker uh, when John Kerry was nominated, only to be nominated for himself. Uh, for the presidency at the following Democratic uh, convention. They have scheduled the convention in Chicago, her hometown. The first real meaningful Democratic delegate contest is in South Carolina, a state that has an absolute majority of African-American voters. Now, I think you're going to see a major, major power struggle. And the most striking number in that CNN poll and I guarantee you that this question was asked, uh, was that, uh, do you believe Joe Biden uh, is uh, has uh, honest or corrupt? 63% said he was corrupt. Uh, when those people were asked, do you think what he and his son did was illegal or was it just unethical? 61% said it was illegal. Now, this, despite the very best efforts by the Democrats and their fellow travelers uh, in the fake news media to distract attention from Hunter Biden's problems, from the extortion, the bribery, the racketeering, the money laundering, the illegal lobbying, the receipt of millions of dollars in wires from Russia, China, uh, Ukraine, Romania, uh, all of this under the radar. The National Archives now refusing, flatly refusing, to turn over some 5,400 emails that for some reason Joe Biden used a, a, an anonymous, a, a pseudonym for, a, a, a fake email uh, present for. Uh, the whole thing is beginning to smell very bad. If If Barack Obama did not want that question in the CNN poll, it would not have been in the poll. Roger, I think the American people understand in in many senses that the bloom is off the rose when it comes to this neoliberal regime that we are living under at this point. Uh, in many ways, the there are a lot of retreads 
from the Obama administration that are now serving in the Joe Biden administration, not only on the economic side, but the foreign policy side. When you look at folks like Jake Sullivan, like folks, especially like Victoria Newland, who has essentially uh, become sort of the de facto secretary of state uh, that have pushed us deeply into this disastrous conflict, proxy war with Russia. This is something that many people have targeted as uh, saying that from Biden's perspective, he's wanted to be seen as a as a wartime president. He's wanted to be seen as almost an FDR type figure. He's referred to himself as such many times. The White House tries to continuously portray him as such. And they view his support for Ukraine and continuing support for Ukraine, even in the face of this disastrous counteroffensive, a, a war that has completely got, turned into a quagmire for them, and doubling down on American military aid that is being sent over, uh, not to mention this, this constant question of NATO forces potentially being involved directly in the conflict. Uh, it's, it's becoming more and more unpopular with the American people as it has turned into a slog. And at the same time, people are now, and, and CNN poll bears this out, People are looking at the costs of what I've called Bidenflation. They then call it Bidenomics, which is a horrific uh, branding um, strategy from the White House, because by, by putting your name and inserting the name of Joe Biden with economics, he has directly taken full responsibility for the economy. And of course, a sitting president will have this anyway. But the economy is something is not something that the sitting president would want to take credit for. And so uh, for people living out there, we understand that inflation has gone completely haywire. Prices in this country are absolutely insane. The, ga- the banning of drilling, which was done by the Biden administration in Anwar in Alaska, at the same time that we see OPEC, uh, tightening their production because we have no leverage on the world stage anymore. Saudi Arabia, Iran, uh, these countries are all now joining the China-Russia alliance known as BRICS. This has been a, a full-on foreign policy disaster by the Biden administration, which is coupled with the economic downturn here in the United States. You know, Roger, one of the most interesting pieces that I found in in that uh CNN poll and some of the other polling that's come out was that, um, number one, of course, we can see across the board, Donald Trump is leading in poll after poll nationwide, which is not typical for Republicans. It is very hard for Republicans to win in national polling of registered voters and especially likely voters, uh, given the makeup of the nation. It's something that Trump never did in 2016, never did in 2020. Uh, he's now leading in some polls. He's, he's plus one, plus two, plus six in some polls. But also, Roger, it showed that for Americans that are over $75,000 per household, that is where Biden does best. But for every American household that's under $75,000 in terms of their income, this is where Biden is an absolute bloodbath for the sitting president. He has completely lost these people, and they vote, and they will be voting next year. Yeah, I, I really think that the that the the Democrats' hatred of Donald Trump blinds them from political reality. So they just don't see that the massive uh, immigrant, illegal immigrant uh, invasion in this country, the drug epidemic it has brought with it through fentanyl, uh, the spikes in rising crime 
not just in big cities, but also in the suburbs, and even now in rural America. Uh, the highest gasoline prices in recent memory, uh, a 76% increase in the cost of basic groceries, crippling inflation. So even if people have money, it buys far less than it used to, particularly tough on blue-collar working families. Uh, the, the, the elites just do not see this as the toxic cocktail that it will be for a general election because they are so completely blinded uh, by their hatred of Donald Trump. You touched on the war, which I think you made an excellent point. I see this very much like Vietnam, which means the American people supported the war in Vietnam overwhelmingly until they didn't, until the cost, both in lives and in money, and the lack of any light at the end of the tunnel turned the American people sharply against the war. You already see in polling this dichotomy, among Republicans at least. Uh, I've seen it in some Democratic polling also, where they're in favor of supporting Ukraine, but they don't want to send any more money. They think $131 billion is enough. Uh, yet when Mitch McConnell got kind of back on his feet, the very first presser he had was a criticism of the Biden administration for not getting the next $24 billion to the Ukrainians fast enough. Uh, so, Jack, how do you think the war plays out uh, as the backdrop issue in this presidential campaign? Well, Roger, I think that's exactly right. And this could very well be the situation that turns uh, the Biden administration if, if and the Biden campaign of 2024 into essentially an LBJ type situation where if he understands the writing on the wall and the mood of the American people, you will understand that when the people turned against the Vietnam War, LBJ decided to uh, probably very smartly bow out of the race. Uh, this is the same situation Joe Biden finds himself in, not only because of Ukraine, but also because of many, many personal issues. And you very well, there is a strong chance that you see that happening by the end of this year, even though, as I said before, I do assess that the party really wants him to continue being the nominee. This is a uh, very unprecedented move. It has only been done a few times where a sitting president has opted to not run. Uh, obviously, there would be plenty of reasons he could give, uh, not only the personal scandals involving his son, the fact that he might actually have to testify as a character witness or a fact witness at his son's um, indictment, if it does come up where he is, goes to trial rather than uh, getting a plea deal in one of these cases, though I think we, we all agree that those, those investigations are not really going on. Uh, but then you have, as, as you say, uh, folks, Republicans as well as uh, Glitch McConnell, um, coming back to their senses and saying we need to spend more money. Uh, in, in a general election situation where, of course, Trump is bowed out of the primary contest debates, he will certainly participate in the debates of the general going into next year. Uh, this is why, of course, Tony Blinken is, has run over and just spent two days in Kiev along with the, the Prime Minister of Denmark uh, speaking to 
the Ukrainians, and I believe he probably delivered them hard news, essentially explaining to them, your counteroffensive has not gone well, we've continued to fund you. Uh, he's basically going over there with a list of demands and said, if these are not followed, we will have to stop doing this because this war is becoming untenable, it is becoming unpopular. And in those debates, Roger, if Donald Trump has the opportunity to point at Joe Biden in his face and say, you sent hundreds of billions of dollars to a losing cause overseas for a fight that has no direct benefit, no special interest for the American people, while you left people and children to burn in Maui, while the people of East Palestine were completely overlooked because the toxic chemicals that were released in their area, while our country was completely gutted economically, you did all of those things, Joe Biden, and we are in this situation because of you. That would be a moment that would be absolutely devastating to the current president. That would be a moment that the Democrats would absolutely be walking into their final annihilation on the political stage because this this movement, this cabal that has taken over the Democrat Party uh, from their, their use of the police state, their lack of soft power, their use of hard power, going after people like yourself, going after uh, Peter Navarro, was just found guilty a few days ago here this week in Washington, D.C., for refusing to testify to the Nancy Pelosi J6 committee. Uh, these, these actions by the Democrats in power have really generated a lot of populist energy, not just on the right, but also in the populist center and what I call the populist left. And if Trump is able to be on that debate stage against Joe Biden and then using the uh, the money of Ukraine, the lack of direct interest for the American people to explain how it has been done, explain how our country has been completely sold out, that will be what rallies the Rust Belt uh, Western Pennsylvania, these areas in the swing states, absolutely to the Trump side of the ticket. That is a populist conservative message. It's not a a traditional Republican message. It's not a, a establishment Republican message, but it is a populist America first, American first message. And using the Ukraine war, it will become an absolute tar baby for Joe Biden and the Democrat Party if Trump is able to use it. All right, unfortunately, we are out of time. Jack Posobiec, tell people where they can see your daily broadcast. Thank you, Roger. So my daily broadcast, Real America's News, it is 2 p.m. Eastern every day, Monday to Friday. I also do a podcast with Charlie Kirk called Thought Crime on Thursday nights. And, of course, you can always catch us at humanevents.com. All right, many thanks to Jack Posobiec. Thank you very much for joining us on The Roger Stone Show.